Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The knee bone's connected to the thigh bone. The thigh bone's connected to the hip bone. The hip bone's connected to the plant-like fibers and spores. We get to see the future, more precisely, one possible future that only Blue Devil can change. And Alec Holland is dead. I thought we knew that. All this and more as we're talking Swamp Thing, Season 1, Episode 9, The Anatomy Lesson. Another Bruce Springsteen title? Question mark? The After Buzz After Show starts... Right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. When I look at your beautiful body, is that is that the anatomy lesson? I take you to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's she it. told us about healthy living. Healthy living. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was your fool. That's some uh, serial killer stuff. Listen, yeah. if you don't know, we're back talking Swamp Thing episode nine. This is still season one, the only season we're getting. Or yeah. is it? As we're going to talk about a lot of news and gossip, we are discussing the anatomy lesson as we learn so much about the Swamp Thing's anatomy and. Of course, I'm on the panel with the one and only Jeff Williams is in the building. What up, what up? Happy to talk Swamp Thing. This is probably my favorite episode so far, so got a lot to talk about. I'm sure you have a lot to say, but not as much as the Gert is yeah, back. Yeah, what's up? It's good to be back. I was just coming back from a week in New Orleans, mm. so I was in Louisiana. I was near the swamp. I was feeling the show, but I didn't get to watch the show because I was too busy stuffing my face, listening to music, and getting drunk at a cocktail convention. Nolens! It's Nolens! Nolens, baby! Nolens. So uh, I just did a double feature, and uh, I'm all caught up, and this was a really, really good episode. You just wanted to uh, drop the fact that you did a double feature. Okay, Nola clap, and that's why I'm Tehran. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, I've been gone for a little while, but I'm back like I lost something. And we're going to be talking a lot of things. We're going to get into uh, Swamp Thing's uh, autopsy. He's still alive, or is he? Uh, what the devil has gotten into Daniel Cassidy? Dr. Abby makes a house call. Things are going crazy for Maria. Crazy. Uh, Maddie drinking away his pain. Drinking and driving doesn't work out too well, huh, Maddie? Abby and Liz go on a rescue mission and get rescued themselves. Back to the swamp. Stay out of the swamp. Uh, Caroline forgets to take all her medication. Avery and Maria get some much-needed marriage counseling. And Alec Holland is dead. Alec, why are you always dead? News and gossip, which you're going to want to stay tuned for, our whoa moment, whoa, and of course some predictions and more. Uh, let's talk about that overall thought. How do you feel about the, the episode? I know Jeff loved it. Adam? Yeah, uh, I, I it was it was great. Well, I, you know, I mentioned I watched them both back-to-back, which does kind of like... There is an advantage to that because it keeps the the thread going in your brain. Uh, This was a great episode because they really referred to the very popular Alan Moore comics in a lot of ways. This whole concept of, of Alec 
always having been dead. That was not how, when Len Wein started the comic, it was a, a transmogrified man, right? And then Alan Moore comes in and sort of re uh, retcons the sort of origin of Swamp Thing into this idea that it was the swamp itself that thinks it's a man. And that is the anatomy lesson we got today. And it was done in a much more sort of approachable way than the lofty way Alan Moore, who can be a little, you know, artsy-fartsy out there. Um, I thought it was great. It left me with dread at the end, like real dread and a weird... It was a great sort of horror moment because it wasn't like a, a shock. It was just it, my skin crawled. Well, you know what? I believed you because you used the word transmogrified in a sentence. So yeah. that, that means you were telling the truth. A transmogrified? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it was, like I said, it was a great episode. But just visually seeing, because I was not expecting to see Blue Devil. I was not expecting to see, um, like, the insides of Swamp Thing. So visually, this yeah. episode was really cool to see. There was so much that was going on. And like we talked about, there were so many characters that we didn't see for a while that we wanted to see. And we got that for this episode. So I was like, I almost thought they were like, they heard our after show and just, like, brought back majority of the char- the characters. Some, they're still, they're still, Still like, a pretty big, glaring, missing character yeah. from this show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like, and I don't know if you guys talked about this last week, but you know, that whole ghost, the Shauna, Shauna, um, Sunderland character was a ghost because we saw her visit, uh, Abby as well as Maria. Like, so if you thought it was just in Maria's head, we got to get confirmation that that ghost was real and then it was just gone from the show. And I really believe that that's because of the rewrites that they did and had to end the show in 10 episodes rather than have a first season of 13 episodes. So it's just the most bizarre thing that a ghost just disappeared from the show. Yeah, I actually hated this episode. It was my least favorite of all episodes. Okay. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, I no. To say something. You gotta take counterpoint. This was yeah. actually the the best, if not one of the best episodes, because everything did happen. We got the Blue Devil. Well, and we got him we? in all his glory. Yes. Yeah, we did. Swamp Thing. We got Swamp Thing cut open. We find out Alec Holland is dead. We see the body. I mean, this was gore. This was, and, and I want to give a special shout out to the special effects team because honestly, they outdid themselves in this episode. If anyone is not paying attention, because honestly, when it comes to sound, even when we give out Oscars and it's like sound and effects, no one pays attention to that. This is why people win awards. This was amazing. When we saw the autopsy, that felt very real. Mm-hmm. That the way uh, Woodrow was pulling on that that was just real that was he was digging in someone's body it was crackling open it was it was real uh blue devil special effects were on point i mean i was very impressed even the way abby and liz got shot i was like this is a good episode they show swamp thing a lot in full light even though it's dark they really get up there they don't try to creep it around and show it in the shadows like the suit is constantly looks wet and alive and the red eyes and everything and and again like yeah those organs those plant organs like i remember i haven't read this comic in over 20 years okay so when i saw that it just it brought me right back to that image like they created a three-dimensional realized version of that 
autopsy, and it was just freaking wild. Oh, and also, uh, Adrian Barbeau, who played the senior doctor at the CDC, mm-hmm. was the femme fatale in the original 1982 Swamp Thing movie uh, that Wes Craven directed. So this is like something that Warner Brothers DC always does, where they bring back characters from their past, you know, like Linda Hamilton on Supergirl, or the, the original woman that played Supergirl, uh, Helen Slater on Supergirl. They always do this. This is a thing that, that Warner Brothers DC does. So, uh, Adrian Barbeau, she uh, she got her props. Yeah, she we got all actually back. noticed that. Uh, when I was watching, <laughs> uh-huh. I, was like, I, was like, I was like, is that Adrian Barbeau? Oh my God, I remember when I wasn't even born how she was in a movie that I'd never seen. I actually felt the same way. Let's talk about Swamp Thing's autopsy because that seems to be the main focal point of all of our conversations. Uh, what were your thoughts about that autopsy, Jeff? Visually, it was it was cool to see. And like you said, the just the audio of it, or just like the sounds of it was like, it sounded like you're in a forest when he was pulling roots and like pulling the body parts. And then, not to like skip too far, but to see when he's healing that the organs or the fake organs kind of just grow back. Visually, this Why didn't they grow back sooner? That was something where... It was I'm, because of the light. The light. The you light. The yeah, light. They, yeah, they established that earlier. They're like, yeah, we have a green light for a reason. Because right when I right when they walked in, I was like, why is it green light? I get the green is like the color of the show, but then they established that right at, right at the jump. But that was cool. To, that was actually good to see. Here's a comparison. Okay, so the green is like the source of his power. So you think the green light is going to heal him? But you know how Superman is from a planet with a red sun, and when he's on Earth with the yellow sun, he's got these superpowers, and when they imitate the red sun, he loses his powers. I know you were thinking that, too. <laughs> they do that on my... That's uh, transmogrifying. Transmogrified dog, Evelyn. Yes. Yes, I'm using these words as well. My, my thoughts on the autopsy were genuine surprise that they showed it in such great detail. I loved watching Woodrow, and we've brought this up before, where Woodrow does it for the science, and his wife even says, he's brilliant, too brilliant. Mm -hmm. And we see this different side of Woodrow. It's a sick glee he has, right? He's really into it. He's not like seething like evil. He he even says, we're going to kill him. Because we're going to save millions of lives. Obviously, he's thinking about his wife, Catherine, but he's thinking about the science. You're right. He's obsessed by the science, the idea that, like, one life, what is one life? Like, he's like, yeah, get him on the table. We're going to make a, a scientific breakthrough here. Like, what is one dude's life? That's mean how anything? I feel about dating. Like, what? <laughs> wait a sec. Wait a sec. What? How, 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 wait, what part? I'm just the whole thing. It's, it's like one. What does one life one matter? Dating it's save I'm, millions. I'm, I'm dating millions. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, I saying, see what you're saying. Like, yes. yeah, to date one person, it would like you'd exactly. be sacrificing I'm, potentially millions. I'm doing them I'm a with favor. It. I'm with we, that. Now. We even see like how far he's gone by when Abby, when Abby and Liz are at his house, and you see them interacting with Caroline, and it's like, why are you here alone when he's supposed to be protect, uh, be watching over you? Like you're sick, so that. He should know that he needs to be there. He needs to be protecting her. He needs to watch over her, especially how, with how sick she is and her illness. So that shows you how gone he is. He's not even thinking about it. He's not even worried. He's worried about it, but he's not thinking about, like, realistically, he needs to be there. I, I want to know what you guys think about this. So Catherine had that dream, right, about mm-hmm. Woodrow. It looked like you, and then it looked, and you were a monster. So is she prescient? Does she have some kind of, like, 
foresight? Like, is that or and is is the monster actually Swamp Thing, or is the monster actually him? What he's becoming? So I had a theory on this concept. We see this in a, another concept of Doctor Jekyll. Mr. Hyde. And this is the monster within. So now we know, of course, from the comics that Woodrow becomes something, becomes a monster. Mm-hmm. But is it him becoming the monster or is it is it in symmetry with the Swamp Thing thinking it's a person and Woodrow just being what is within him all the time? Yeah, so his monstrous his transmogrification is yes. on the inside. It's not physical. It's like he's becoming a monster. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and so I, that's what I thought, too. But it's interesting that she sees that. You know, I, I'm just, you know, that she has this dream. And maybe maybe it's not about being prescient. It's not a psychic thing. She's just in her flashes of being present and not being present because she has this horrible disease that she's picking up on. She took it only time she flashed back. He's a di- he's further along and he's a different person. He's than- a different person, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, I don't know, Jeff. You felt you felt the same, or yeah, no, I definitely did. And like, just to to see how far he's gone, and then like when she, like you said, when she like taps back in, you kind of see, oh, he's getting worse. He's becoming that monster. And when I watched it at first, I was like, is this a way they're hinting that she's going to have some kind of powers or something? She's going to be the play the longer game. And then at the end, like. It doesn't turn out that well for us. So I didn't know how or why they use that. I didn't know if that was one of the scenes where they we're going to keep this and then kind of change it at the uh, end. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, maybe they were trying to tease powers and then realize, oh, wait, there's going to have to do a reshoot. So that's what I was thinking. It's frustrating time. that you have those thoughts mm-hmm. because of all that uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. That the behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. does throw us for a loop. But I think it's best as a crew, and I hope you guys at home agree, we just kind of get rid of those thoughts and just watch the show the way it's built because mm-hmm. it is what it is at this point. Yep. And, and I, I just feel that they did a great job regardless. They did an amazing job of circumventing all the behind-the-scenes problems to give us 100% of a product. They didn't take any shortcuts, as we saw with this episode. Well, again, and that's the frustration with it, because it's not that it was a garbage project. That's the problem. It was like everyone who's working on the show, they've all worked on shows, they've all done pilots that have gone nowhere, and everyone's like, no, we got a good one here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes up. Can I ask about something from last week's episode? I don't want to take too much time, but I'd like to ask you guys, because I'm asking the same question. We learn that Avery Sunderland is... Matt Cable's father, right? His genetic father, right? That's what they say. And Lucilia, Lucilia is his genetic mother that we know, right? Am I? Do you see where I'm going with this? I don't no, want to. No. Please explain. Well, Please. I mean, this is very. I mean, I'm just gonna because you know, I mean, he's not. Um, he's not a white dude, is he? I mean, I mean, he got a mad tan. Listen, man. this is what I have to explain, <laughs> and I, I appreciate you because this can be racially sensitive, and Adam. <laughs> I appreciate it, but let me educate you a little. feel a little bit like the cream right now. Let me educate you a little. When when you have one Creole parent and then one white parent, and we're trying to say that Lucilia is being advocated as a Creole, right? uh, and you have one white parent, your child can, because of the genetic, just the genetic, uh, the amount of genetic 
compilation. I don't know why he's black. I don't understand. I don't understand. None of us do. None of us do. Listen, we all, when they did that, we all got the same thing. Okay. We all thought the same thing. I'm like, there's no way. Because I'm like, maybe I haven't looked at him in light enough. Maybe he's just tan and he's got really short, sort of curly. Okay. No, even Drake watched it and was like, no. Even Drake was like, nah, bro. They don't make us like that. No. Can we talk about, let's not talk about white or black. Let's talk about blue. Yeah, yeah, blue. Let's get into that blue devil, man. What the devil got into Steve Daniel Steve Sanders. Yeah. That was so cool to Steve see. Steve Sanders? I was, no? <laughs> Beverly yeah. Hills, 902 yeah. and yeah, yeah, That we went right it. over my head. I get it. Oh, you got it. <laughs> that makes one of us. Ian Zaring. That's what he was famous for. This guy had a huge career, 90210. Now we get to see him back, and it's almost like his career, he's trying to resurrect it. He actually mm-hmm. recently came off uh, directing a movie in Thailand, mm. which he participated in. He's done a series of movies, and now he's he's back, and he has mm. another project coming out. Yeah, so. you know what? Those uh, Sharknado movies, they were a joke, but they certainly put him out in the public. And he was... Were they a joke? Because that money that they made yeah, was not well, yeah. a joke. I mean, well, yeah, you're right. Uh, and we're his work and now like he he was he was great so we got to see this character fully realized now this is a character i'm not really familiar with so the guy that he's talking to seems to be the devil or or some devil right because he's like wanting him to do things that are good he did that classic deal with the devil thing it reminds me of the faust deal right so it's like very faustian how he made a deal with the devil in order to get what he wants and now the devil has come back to reclaim but then why is the devil doing quote unquote good unless the swamp thing is a manifestation in which we understand that good and evil does not relate on the moral plane that we're so accustomed to because we're just man and that the swamp is part of the devil's realm, and he's protecting his property. This is possible. You're right. Yeah. I love the idea. That is also a very sort of Alan Moore concept, trying to put our own like human uh, morals and, and sure. sociological norms because on like supernatural beings. Anthropomorphize a lot of supernatural ideas and ideologies. We try to make them like us, but the truth is that they're so above us, we might not be able to understand. And good and evil just seems like a simplification of what the universe can actual ma- we- actually manifest. We talked about that same concept on uh, Young Justice when we were trying to compare to like real life, um, real life stuff to the stuff in Young Justice, and it's that kind of hit differently with me. I mean, like it kind of just made more sense now because like I try to put so much real life rules and, right. and like stuff on that, and it's like it's not a real life thing, like, right? You have characters that have lived for millennia mm-hmm. and that have seen like every generation and every war. It's interesting because the, the so the devil character he tells him like I don't think you can do that. Like when he basically shows him this possible future, and you're the only one who could stop it. He said it's a possible future. You're the only one who could stop it. He's like, well, I'm going to leave. You're going to do with it. He's like, yeah, I don't think you can do that. We did see him try to leave once, and he mm-hmm. couldn't. So it almost seems like he's stuck in this area, or at least yeah. the blue devil is, or maybe until he does what he has to do. He, we, we saw him talking with the with the voodoo priestess earlier in the season, exactly. and, and she's like, and he's like, "Have you? Do you know my mission yet?" And so now this is sort of his mission. The way the scene was released, well, we've seen this come up. So there yeah. was a understanding that he is to protect. A person, right? Yeah. So he thought he had done so at the auction, if you remember when right. he went to the charity event. Tried to say he tried. He thought he that's when it was, but mm-hmm. apparently this, or at least this, is the beginning of what it is. Like this is his like purpose, and he's like starting to figure that out because yeah, like you said, he's he's stuck there. 
Like there's some kind of magic that either Xanadu or just the Blue Devil is is having to do there, and it's it's cool to see. And he's just ex- I guess he's just accepting his role. But now. he's not accepting it. If you notice, after when he reverts to his human form, he is shocked by the amount of malice that he himself in this form. Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean naked Incredible Hulk it. moment he has. He does. And he gets up, yeah, but a more realistic one because his pants are gone, which is something that people always complained about. I mean, I wasn't complaining like I did want them to be gone, but it was like, why are the pants still there if he's hulking out? And then he's got down, does it like keep the same small waist? It's actually gluten. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, it's a gluten like allergy. It's a it's gluten a thing. Celiac exactly. thing. Great. A lot of people don't know. This. I'm going to take that off my list because <laughs> so, it's explained. It's not even we, a question now. Can we agree that the Blue Devil was one of our favorite parts of this episode? Definitely. Yeah, in a great yeah. episode, this is a really, really memorable scene. I, but again, I know we're not supposed to go there, man. But I'm like, this is a. You wouldn't introduce this character in such a small way if this the next episode was the last episode. Like this character seems like it's it's the beginning. So. I don't know, you know, I don't know where, I don't even know if we're going to see the Blue Devil in the finale, which will be interesting because he leaves and maybe the feeling I got was like, oh, he'll be back next season, knowing that obviously there won't be one, but like, he's freaking out, so. Wait for that news and gossip! (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I I was just happy to see him and actually visibly see him because we talked about this before when we just got in here, like... I was expecting maybe just a shadow. Like, when we see him with the horns and the shadow, and I'm like, that's the most we're going to see in a little bit of light. Oh, you're talking actually, about when you get that one actual yeah. close-up when he's not the light show, mm-hmm. where you see him for a quick second. And I'm it's like, like a- yeah, I was I was surprised and happy to see that. Because, I like, like I said, it was just maybe just a little bit. they Like a tease. But, no, they fully showed it. And they that's why I, this was one of my favorites, just because they fully went there with all, all the characters and... It was great. It was I, great action visually. Visually, it was amazing. I'm going to do a LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan right now. Okay. We have three shows. Titan, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing. If you had a choice, which one, and you could only choose one, which one would you bring back? Be mm. Um, Which one would I bring back? You could only choose one. Titan. Adam? I'm going to say Swamp Thing. I want to know what you guys at home think. <laughs> oh, you thought I was going to give an answer? Oh, no, I'm too smart for that one. I want to know what you guys at home think. Please comment below. Let us know which one of the three titles from DC between Titans, Doom Patrol, and Titans, Doom Patrol, and, and Swamp Thing do you think deserves that second that's season great, the most? That's a great that's Sophie's Choice yeah. question. I love it. You and can only I, choose one. This is a Highlander moment. I really do. Only be one. I, don't, I, I love all these shows. I mean, that, that's the thing. Is I'm super excited that Titans mm-hmm. is coming back. I think at the end of the day, though, like what I would just get into, I just, I don't know. I like Green Monsters, man. You would go into Swamp Thing, and here's the interesting thing. I would say Doom Patrol, and that's why all these shows are so good. Mm-hmm. I would love to know what you guys, because honestly, you guys at home, uh, we'd love to know what you think. You guys are, not, if not more, as much a part of this panel as all of us. Yeah, and you guys literally make us the uh, ESPN of TV talk. Like, I've worked with you guys for so many weeks now and I'm still new but I feel like I'm learning and I learned from you guys like please just continue watching please like it if you guys like the video on YouTube give us five stars on iTunes 
just and comment because I learned from you guys. I learned from you. Like I learned from yeah. the viewers and I learned from you guys as panelists. So I've I've enjoyed my time here. And yeah, I, just, I would like to piggyback on that. Some of you have commented that I'm one of the top three or four people on this panel, and I really like that you've like put me there and you appreciate the work that we're doing. So thank you. Yeah, top three. There's only three <laughs> or four people. On. There's four people total, but I'm like so, according to some people, I'm like. Three the, and then some people were like four, but that's four. Yeah, no, it's actually but, interesting. Yeah. I actually had you in my uh, five five spot, which is uh, I have you in my five spot. Okay. I mean, you're in my top five. You're in my top five. Great, that's promising. Ryan cool. in the booth is uh, he's in the oh right. You spot. put Ryan we in the booth at four. Ryan. Ryan makes a lot of things happen. <laughs> that's fair. For us. That's fair. He does work hard. He does work do more work for I the show. I feel like you got to be a DJ with Ryan in the booth. Ryan in the booth. <laughs> Make sure to comment though. We appreciate those comments. Keep them coming, and we do. Respond as much as possible. Dr. Abby makes a house call. So Abby goes to the house with Liz, and they go to Woodrow's house. Yeah. Uh, do they go to, wait, was it Woodrow's house, or are you mm-hmm. talking about the lab that they go to? No, no, they, no, they no went the house. To, okay, no. So they go Caroline. and visit Caroline. Oh. And they see mm-hmm. the swamp print, and they yeah. they figure it all out, and they're like, whoa, you and she, she. This remember last week we discussed how she doesn't act so sick. This week she acted extremely sick. There was a yes. complete yeah. one eighty on her disease and its manifestation. She she couldn't even remember what is that noise? It's tea. <laughs> like what, even if you didn't know, you put it on, you'd be like, oh, is there tea boiling? Yeah, you know, like in previous episodes, they they teased it. They kind of like just did little nods. This one, they just fully yeah. fully engulfed into all the illness. It was good to see, but it was just a, a big, a big transition. But yeah, it was cool to see, and it, it allowed Liz to to be doing her snooping and finding out about the the warehouse and everything. Yeah, it also creates more uh, sort of impetus for Woodrow to like, you know, increase the speed with which he's like descending into his madness because sure. he feels so close, and she's slipping away. So it's like he's taking like a huge leap forward, and then she takes. A huge leap down, and it's almost like the, the, the faster he runs, the further she descends, and that's what's making him go all mad. Well, here's the interesting thing: it also sets up the overdose on her pills and medication scene because know. she mm. she forgets we, what's going on. He or put did that thing she, down there. What were you thinking? Or did she oh. forget? Yeah, because I'm, she's consumed with the actions of her husband as well. She knows that what he's doing. She doesn't know exactly what he's doing, but whatever he's doing is wrong. And she's the one who is utilizing the guilt. Mm-hmm. And she's teased leaving, in a sense, multiple episodes. She wanted to leave the city. And then she's like, look, you could stay here, but almost like giving him an ultimatum, I'm leaving. And now you see this. This might be her way of leaving. This might be her way oh, of leaving. Oh, that is dark. I had not even thought of that. I just assumed when, when he put the whole thing of pills next to her and said, remember to take your pills, the word remember jumped out at me. Mm. And, you know, I just assumed that she remembered and then remembered and then remembered, which is very sort of mm. like memento kind of stuff. Sure. And like, that is also really creepy. Like the fact that she's like, oh, I have to take my pill. Oh, I have to take my pill. So, either way, but that's funny. the one thing she tells she tells Abby. She's like, I always remember to take my pills. That's the one thing she says. You, I mean, you might be specifically right specifically to Abby. She says that's one. She she even says, oh, I never forget to do that. So it was like a setup. It was it was very. She, but she didn't strong. forget. She just kept remembering. See, so it's one of those. <laughs> way you look here. at it, like, she, she remembered it purpose, too much, or she didn't. That is the question. 
right? That's a question that I think is going to have a lot of consequence next episode. Next episode. Uh, another person who had a lot of con- consequences, Braddy Maddie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And is drinking, and he's just been brooding, Dude. and he's he drives into a, a steel Pitting in the street, I knocking mean, back at too pretty many, too few many of those abitas. Again, I, I may have mentioned I was in New Orleans <laughs> last week, and uh, abita beer is pretty popular there. It's, and he was, it's, it's very popular. He, he was knocking back. back those abitas, then gets behind the wheel. Not a great but idea. I also didn't. I felt I thought something was going to happen more to him. It just seems like the consequences. He's going to get in trouble for drunken driving. Yeah, he seemed physically fine. I didn't see him go through the yeah. windshield or no, anything. No, he's like dying that. inside. I mean, he's really feeling the guilt of what he did more than anyone else. The whole uh, taking Avery out there, like he's just he's consumed with it. Finding out his father, he's freaking out. See, yeah, I mean, do you think it was more him feeling bad because he, what he did to Avery or him? Figuring out that Avery's his dad. Because oh, I actually thought it was him figuring out that he was black. Reason that too. at this point, Glad you said it because <laughs> I could not. I apologize. Please, but like, because when I saw, I'm like, why is he still moping about like finding out that his um, that that's his dad or something? And you, like, you're still avoiding your mom, and, and then his he's mom's like, evil too. I mean, like, I was like, he's not. He's not even innocent. He's not even innocent. No, he's, he's not. And he's like, pout, it's coming off as pouting and. I, w- I want to see more from him. And I'm glad that, like, they didn't show his death so maybe he can get a redeeming factor in this next next episode or show him, like, do something positive. So we'll see. I actually, I've stopped liking him as a character. Yeah, well, you mm-hmm. should because he's done only bad things. Like, no, yes. no, no. And in the beginning, I really liked him. Even when he began doing bad things, I felt like he was forced in a corner. Mm-hmm. If you remember, Avery brings it up, like, I can get your mom in trouble. You have to do this. But mm-hmm. now, seems as if he's part of it he wants to do it and he's been he's been pouting for way too long i need him to just get Mm -hmm. over it already and either be good or bad but be something this is going to be another interesting he's becoming complacent are we going to see a conclusion with his character again it's another thing i can't think of like oh where would would he be going And, and 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 it'll be interesting to see how they tie up all these character arcs and which one's don't get tied up. Maybe he needs to start taking those pills. Abby and Liz go on a rescue mission and get rescued themselves. Let's yes. talk about that. Figuring yeah. it out that it's this uh, abandoned concrete factory and they go in and we see the possible future. Then we see what actually happens. What were your thoughts on the scene? I thought it was cool to see the, the future first. And I thought it was I thought it was very visually like cool to see that because I was I was not expecting them to get shot. I was expecting you thought they got blown away for a second. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't want to skip into our special segment, but that was definitely a whoa moment in this episode. And then to see it full circle when they come back and they do it the real time, and it kind of changes. You see her like change, turning the light off and stuff. So it was, it was definitely um, very action packed, very cool, and I like, I like the twist. I like seeing the lethal weapon moment between the two of them, sort of teaming up, uh, and then the Blue Devil shows up, and then it's two all of Blue them Devil, being Liz and Abby. Mm-hmm. Yes, sorry, yes, yes. Yeah. Liz and Abby is like lethal weapon. They're tuned up. They're going in there on a rescue mission. And uh, then it sort of was like, oh, is it just going to be like another thing where like the male hero kind of bails out the women? And like, but it's not. It's more of a collaborative thing. Like, yeah, there was a huge threat, lots of people with guns. They're way outgunned. Blue Devil goes, mm-hmm. does his thing. Yes, and then, that was actually exact. That was a great. Thank you. I yeah. I almost thought you were like, you could, I thought you, you were. Yeah, I thought for a second when I, I was Steve my, Sanders. Yes, I saw it. Um, but then they are actually the ones that rec- rescue uh, Alec uh, mm-hmm. Swamp Thing. 
you know, they, 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 they bust him out of the shackles and they and they save his life. Life? I, yeah. 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 I thought, which was kind of interesting because I had just assumed he was going to be gone when they ran over there because the scientists were like, don't worry, he's going to be gone. And then he just was there. That didn't even, like, when they, well, they like, pulled Woodrow out, and Woodrow's yeah. like, no, this specimen, like, no, we got to go, we got to go. So and I thought, I could have sworn he said, no, don't worry, he's going to be sent with us or whatever, and that's why um, Jason was okay to leave. Yeah. My yeah. concept is, why not protect the one thing that you needed? I would have let the scientists go before the specimen. Hmm. This, remember, this is that yeah. dark horse. This is, the, this is the secret society entity that's just... In it for itself, especially if you know how valuable the the like the specimen is, and they do. I mean, they had a lot of samples. They had a lot of his stuff with him. He took parts of Swamp Thing. You know, it's a lot of samples. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is the <laughs> biggest sample. But you could Woodrow have. is also the scientist doing the research. He's the one that made the breakthrough. I think. I think. You know, even you saw with Ellery, like. I think Ellery could give an F if it's Maria Sunderland, Avery Sutherland. Like, Ellery wants Woodrow. That's who he's funding. They don't really need the other two at this point. Like, what What See, would Ellery need with the Sunderland? I don't think Ellery is funding Woodrow. I think Ellery, Ellery, Ellery is just funding the science. And whoever was there, whether it was Alec or Woodrow, they're also replaceable, too. So I found it very interesting that they saved the scientist and not the specimen. I, I, I would have th- kept mm-hmm. the specimen. I think the scientist is the most valuable thing at that point, because he has some specimens. He yeah. has samples. I see him as just a pond. Or just like, just a place. You can just replace him. Just like you said, Ellery's just like different different people, different places. He's just moving pieces. And if he wants, he can use Abby, or he can use that. Because to Ellery, Woodrow's only been there for a day and a half. Yeah, he's like... It's been three days. Yeah, but he knows it's his research. It's it's his breakthrough. I mean, it's it's the, 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 he's there because of the stuff that he discovered. Avery wouldn't have gotten uh, uh, Ellery at the table if it wasn't for what Woodrow had discovered. I mean, you're right. At some point, they could take it and be like, yeah, we don't need you anymore, but I don't know if they were quite there yet. I'm, I mean, I just feel like... I would have got. I would have kept the sample. That swamp thing sample was worth the most. Unless you why would you do have been on the bad guys team to begin with? Like why wouldn't you have been like a good citizen of Murray? Uh, to be very honest, Adam, when I look at these situations, oftentimes I find myself <laughs> on the bad guys team. That's interesting. Whether it's Megatron or Darth Vader, or I just find myself like uh, Lex Luthor. You know, I'm I'm the, I I watch I watch the Dark Knight, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Joker like makes a lot of sense. <laughs> You really want to, you know what's fair? Chaos. I agree. I actually agree. Now I'm not saying that has anything to do with who I am as a person. I'm just saying if I was going to work for someone, I'm not working for the people who just live in the swamp for no reason. Because at this point I'm like, why don't you people leave Marais? Like that's the one thing. All this is happening in one place. It doesn't affect the rest of the world. Leave. <laughs> uh, what about this discovery, though? I kind of mentioned it before. We talked about it a little bit, but this crazy discovery that Woodrow explains to Alec, that Floronic Man explains to Swamp Thing. He's like, you're not a man. You're a swamp that thinks it's a man. I've always loved that concept. Uh, and then, of course, Alec is Swamp Thing. Do is you know why? Out. That's because as people, we often... We often feel like we're swamps that think we're men. It's, it's, it's just that relatable trope. It's just a, it's it's a just... very it's it, it's actually. <laughs> I want to put this on my tombstone. Who hasn't thought they were mostly swamp? I'm I'm definitely swamp. I'm not even. 
man. You're mostly sure? You're yeah. swamp in a robe? I'm, I'm a man who thinks he's a swamp. You're just a plant matter inside a robe. 100%. With a hat I feel on. Like, I feel like you don't even want to know what kind of fungus grows on this thing. <laughs> no, uh, I the concept don't. is The concept is I, I like the most that Swamp Thing had to make sure and went and found Alex's oh, body. I like that, too. I just... I didn't like the fact that he was just like, I'm out and I'm walking without telling Abby because they've they've always been so close. So, like, why was he hesitant to tell her what he... It wasn't it hesitant. It, it, yeah. He had to find this out for himself. This yeah. was this was the only thing on his mind, if you notice, Ugh. when he was told something. This was the breakthrough moment. This is the this is the fight club when you realize you are... Yes, Tyler Durden. Exactly. You are Tyler Durden. Mm-hmm. This was the moment that it all came to fruition, and he wanted... To know for a fact, and he did, and that just destroys his whole construct of what he is as a being. He, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, that's how I felt when it was happening, and I was like, why don't you just tell her? Like, this doesn't make sense. But the payoff was when he walked back, and it made like I agree with you because it made sense. It's like, no, this was so important to me, and this is what I'm showing you. So it definitely was a payoff to the silence. I, I like how 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 much like the swamp thing is this huge, imposing, muscular thing, and he plays himself so like innocent and lost and childlike because the whole he time. is a child. He's only existed for. Two weeks. Yeah. And then he has that realization. He's like, I'm the thing. I'm not what I think I am. I mean, it's just, it boggles the mind. I I loved it. It was a great ending. That skeleton was freaky looking. And and especially the way he carries her out, the way he's carried like other people. You know what bothered me the most? The fact that Abby went back to the swamp. Listen. Listen, B-word, run. Don't (laughs) be there. Like, this is the, look, she is the Listen, honestly, <laughs> if I found a girl that loved me or looked at me the way Abby does at the Swamp Thing, I'd never let... Like, this is a true ride or die. Yep. Walks to the Swamp, <laughs> goes... You have... At this point, there have been ghosts. You've been kidnapped. You have been shot at. You have seen things. You saw a devil. Like, and she's still like, I have to find Alec. Like... How is that even a thing? They hung out for two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty quick. Liz was like, there's a bunch of guns in there. Why don't we get, like, reinforcements? Like, we're not going to do this. Like, "Mm mm-mm, I got to get Alex. I'm like, Alec, I got to find Alec. Yeah. I need Alec. You're a scientist. Hey, Alec, Alec, where are you going? You're going in the swamp? Oh, come. What are you doing? Go home. Go home. Where's Where's your best friend? Where's your best friend? Have we have we realized that someone snatched your best friend? You didn't go after him. You didn't go find where they were dissecting him. Nope. See? Uh, Avery and Maria get some much-needed marriage counseling. That means they get into a conflict, and, and Avery somehow survives. Maria is somehow behind his... his he has her mm. put away in a sanitarium. Yes. Um, so somehow Avery has regained the upper hand. They have a great... I bet their marriage... If, this, if they get past this, their marriage will never have been hotter because they were disrespecting each other for so long through the affairs and all this. And now she was like, I'm impressed. She was behind bars. She's like, I, you're, you're a man after all. I thought you were nothing. And and he pulls his strings and gets her put in the sanitarium. Yes. Um, you know, again, this really makes me think of like the whole she was seeing her daughter thing, but they don't really tie mm-hmm. it to that. And that's a little and weird. And I thought... I thought- 
Shauna was going to show up when she was in the room. Mm. I thought that was going to happen and it never did. No, it never came no, to fruition. I feel like they've lost Shauna. I'd be surprised if she shows up in the last episode. Maybe. Yeah. But maybe. I love the power dynamic between them because you see Maria starting to gain some power and you feel like she's running everything. Even like at the beginning of this episode where they say, or where Liz and Abby find out that she's taking the, um, taking the ownership of all the companies and all the buildings. And then he just flips the switch on him like, no, these are my people. They're going to take you away. Without having the money and the backing that we know Maria gives to him. Yeah, the power. Yeah, Jeez. I'm telling you, Ellery doesn't need either Southern Sunderland. He just needs Woodrow. There's yeah, no they're reason. Built for each other. These yeah. two are built for they each just, other. They cancel each other out. Well, you know, that was, a, like we said, it was a great episode. If you guys at home agree, please comment below. Let us one know. One more left. We loved it so much. There is only one more episode left, mm. and hopefully we will have a full panel for that one. Let's get into some news and gossip. Yes. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so I got one that I just heard today from Cosmic Book News that, you know, a couple of years ago people were laughing at, but they actually dropped some good scoops. And this has kind of been in the rumor mill for a while. This idea that J.J. Abrams and his company have set up shop in a huge $500 million deal at Warner Brothers DC. Mm. And then the rumor today was that he personally is going to be dealing with Superman and Green Lantern. But an overall thing is like Bad Robot and his people are going to be taking control of a lot of the Warner Brothers DC stuff that they're going to be there were rumors that they were going to cast a younger Superman to kind of pair with this Robert Pattinson Batman. So I don't really know where all of this is going with the DC universe, but it's really interesting because this is the guy that resurrected Star Trek, resurrected Star Wars. You said before, kind of resurrected Mission Impossible mm-hmm. because remember that second Mission Impossible was the most derided in the series, and now they can't stop making them. Um, the rumors that I've heard is that Warner Brothers is very interested in making a Swamp Thing movie. The next time we see the Swamp Thing will be in a movie form. It might not be for five, six years, but it'll be interesting to see how this J.J. Abrams at Warner Brothers really pans out and where this sort of dark corner of the DC universe will expand on the screen. Swamp Thing ties into a lot of great characters like Constantine, like Etrigan the Demon. There's a whole horror Justice avenue. Justice League Dark. Justice mm-hmm. League Dark. I think, I mean, it could happen. Done right. They know what they did wrong. I, I'm, I'm, Do they though? Is it a case of too little, too late? That's what my fear is when it comes to this concept because as we see over at Marvel, man, that plan was shoot. drawn out and executed Immaculately. And now they're doubling their output with the TV thing. Mm-hmm. Now they're actually making it like the Marvel comic book universe where there's going to be so many installments. It's, they're just, But that's where they are, you know? Warner Brothers has to play a different game. Well, we'll see that long game. Now, in other news, Ian, Ian Zering, who is... Blue Devil and Steve Sanders, of exactly. course. Exactly. Uh, and dude from Sharknado. In <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con, states... I would not be surprised if Swamp Thing is resurrected. Now, we know with Doom Patrol and the HBO Max collab, that is what brings Doom Patrol back, even though we get it in 2020. What if something similar happens with Swamp Thing and possibly another streaming service, if not HBO Max itself? With the success of Swamp Thing and its great acclaim and critical uh, acclaim as well, Maybe it's possible. And of course, here at AfterBuzz, we have started the hashtag Save Swamp Thing. So Save, save swamp the Swamp. Yep. That's where we're at. Save Swamp Thing hashtag. Let them know that you love it. Don't forget, fans have been responsible for bringing back shows before. If you don't believe me, ask Family Guy. Well, I 
That's right. And then they haven't gone off the air since. They were off the air for four years or something like that. Yeah, I, listen, a movie sounds great, but I want to see this show continue. I'm still confused as hell about the HBO Max and what that means for DC Universe because Doom Patrol is going to be on both of them. I, I just don't understand Well, to be very it. fair, actually, while I was overseas, I saw a lot of uh, DC on Netflix. On Netflix. Yes, mm-hmm. Titans is on Netflix Titans over is on there. Yeah. Overseas. And so I was like, they are they are kind of hatching their bets themselves. They know that the streaming service isn't as strong as it needs to be, not while until they regain all their properties back. Or at least not internationally it's exactly. Not, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But that is interesting. I had not heard that about Ian Ziering saying it, and whether it's fan service or not. I mean, I'm sure he wants to be the Blue Devil again. Yeah. So I hope it happens. I got to agree with you. I would much rather see this as a television show compared to a movie. Just from what we got in these 10 episodes, I feel like there's so many storylines, so many different characters that mean so much that could do so many things. I wouldn't want that in the movie. I wouldn't want that in just two hours and try to like rush that. I want a long, slow burn for for these type of storylines. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's get into that woe moment, shall we? Hold up. Of course, each and every week we pick a woe moment for the shows. A moment that made you go, whoa. Jeff, what was that woe moment for you? Well, the woe moment for me was when Caroline OD'd. Because... Oh, yeah. I was not expecting that from from earlier. I knew like she was showing her sickness and everything, but I was not expecting that. And it also kind of pushed the envelope and kind of got to that breaking point for Jason. And I feel like it was necessary because we always wondering. I mean, we see him kind of getting kind of the crazy scientist or mad scientist, but like at this point, he's like all bets are off. All bets are off. And so it was, it was my woe moment for today. Now, Adam. It has to be seeing Alec Holland's bones. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, that was just, it was just, it looked great, you know? I mean, it's a prop skeleton. It could look ridiculous. And that's just an attestment, you know, to how how well it's shot, directed, scored. The music for the show has been so great, too. It really sets the scene great, and I, that was just, it was chilling, and, and that was a great way to end the end I'm going to have to go with Abby following Swamp Thing into the Swamp Thing again. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, and uh, just seeing Blue Devil, even though it was for a fraction of a second, it was a great woe moment. Yeah, it was I great. wasn't expecting to get to see a full-on Blue Devil, so we get to see that. So thank you guys so much. We'd love to know what your woe moment is at home. Let's get into some predictions. Oh, your After Buzz TV prediction. Uh, let's get into some predictions. Our predictions have been kind of dead on, so I'd love to know what you guys are thinking. Gert, where are you at with it? Oh, my God. This is a really tough one to make predictions about because this is the finale. Um, I know they went back and reshot the show. So I'm going to predict that Avery Sutherland is going to bite it. Um, and um, somehow the Floronic Man will survive uh, uh, off with Ellery, um, but they will have him run out of town. So that he will defeat Jason Woodrow, but he will escape and survive with Ellery, kind of hinting at a possible future. Avery going to get dead, uh, and Maria, um, she's going to stay in the sanitarium. See, I, I like those predictions, but I'm going to add one step further. I think that before Avery dies, I think he's going to go after the um, 
the sheriff. I think he's going to take her out first because he hasn't. He still has people to deal with. Like the sheriff shot him, and he hasn't even talked about Who that. Who shot yet. the sheriff? Is that a Bruce Springsteen song? I believe it is. I think it should be. So um, that's where I'm seeing that happening before him kicking. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go. We. I think we do get another Shauna sighting in the sanitarium. I think that Maria takes out Avery. Mm. I think that. We do get a, a Woodrow turning into the monster moment as he injects himself with something. Oh, mm. He injects himself with something because he yes. wants to test it. I could have saved her and then sees it for what it is. And I also think that we find out what happened to the best friend. Okay, yes, of course. Colin. That's just wishful thinking. Um, <laughs> I think that also I would like to say that the Swamp Thing is going to have to come up with a reason to live. He's going to want to... Abby is still going to love him. She's like, well, it doesn't matter. We know his reason to live isn't a second season. All right, where can people find What, too soon? Ah! Too soon. Where can people find you if you want to be found? Jeff you Williams. You can follow your boy at JeffWill underscore Jr. on all social media platforms. Uh, at Adam Gertler. Uh, and yeah, same thing. And guess what? I am Teron, literally. And I am Teron all across the board. The bathroom part, the op, you already know what it is. And you can find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other afterbus shows because your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. Until next week's final Swamp Thing, or is it? Fingers crossed. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hashtag Save Swamp Thing. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.